0: Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God Podcast, our show, stories of hopelessness turned into hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart
1: of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way.
2: Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad that you're with us this week, and it's a it's it's a bit of a story this week that we're going to be talking about. Right? It's it's just a long story. It always is. It's part of the Masculine Journey. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Story is key. So we're actually Robbie. We're going to be talking about story this week, and can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's really one of our core values in the
1: Masculine Journey is the importance of a guy's story. Yeah. Right. And and how. You know, it's it's vital to understanding your identity and 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 you know where you're walking with other people, and it's kind of like holy ground. Actually, when you hear a man's story, it, it's a sacred thing. But often, uh, by hearing someone's else someone else's story, someone else's struggles, it ignites hope in you. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, we see this in the Book of Acts, where it says, you know, you're going to receive power on high. You know to be my witness, the idea of testimony there. And again, in the book of Revelation, when it says "Right that that you'll overcome Mm -hmm. by the word of your testimony and the blood of the lamb. And so we have seen this time and time again where our stories ignite hope in somebody else as they see that then they get real with their story and you've heard it said that somebody's as sick as their secrets. What they're usually secret about is something in their story, Mm -hmm. right? And so we're just talking tonight about story and the power of, of, of that. we got some neat stories, and we're going to share. We are. And so you know, <laughs> Sam's trying to hang himself I'm as trying part to hang of the story myself, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't take off he my he glasses. his
2: glasses, and then they hang up. It's yeah, it's that, kind of funny. Uh, you, we, we should get a camera in here. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, when you think about boot camp, and the most common thing we heard, the, the number one thing that people talk about is always time with God. And that always is going to be number one, and you expect that. But number two is not, this clip really rocked my world. It's not, hey, the talk that they gave was amazing. It's about testimony. right? Right. It's always the testimony that motivates you know, to dig deeper. I mean, the Holy Spirit motivates, but he uses, or the Holy Spirit uses testimony as a part of an igniter uh, of some of the uh, uh, kindling that he throws on the flame to exactly, get it going. Exactly, to get you hope back. Yeah. And,
1: and to think, wow, if, if that... It, probably Dillmore could come anywhere from that shenanigan. Yeah. You know, maybe I got a chance, you know.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. We got plenty we're going to talk about it uh, through the regular show and in the after hours, but our first clip is from Art. So, Art, you went from having your first clip ever – not only go to the first clip of the radio show. That's that's pretty neat. It's, wow, uh, that's yeah. a quick. Yeah, that's, I don't know where you detail. top that though. You may want to retire right after the show.
3: I, I think I will. This, <laughs> this will be it. I'll retire on, go out on top. That's yeah. that's right.
2: Yeah. Well, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your clip, and then we can listen to it, and then you can tell us why you chose that clip.
3: Okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, as a journeyman to this show, uh, one of the first things you learn is that uh, there's. Uh, no topic that can, we can come up with here that can't be covered or combobulated to the Andy Griffith Show or to Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And laughs> so my, my first clip last week was uh, from a Clint Eastwood movie, and this is my second clip, and it's from the Andy Griffith Show. So I I have learned that here on this show. That's awesome. And, and uh, yeah. Okay. So, in this clip, uh, Ernest T. Bass, he has returned to Mayberry, and he wants to get himself an education. He, um, he thinks he will impress a young woman named Rowena if he, if he uh, gets a <laughs> diploma, gets a, get, becomes an educated man. So, um, here he, he is in the class. He's in Helen Crump's class. It's an arithmetic class, and uh, Ernest T. is being disruptive, and... He wants to go to the chalkboard and write a sentence that he has learned, rather than work on math. And Miss Crump, she has to actually slap his hand, his knuckles with a ruler, to get him to uh, comply with her wishes to go and sit down and quit disrupting the class. So okay. we'll play the
2: clip. Yeah, go ahead. We'll play. Nine times one
4: is nine. Nine times two is,
5: uh... Too doggone
4: much! My turn, my turn. I need to write my sentence. I'm going to write
5: it. Mr. Bass, you return to your seat right now. Teaching takes too doggone long. Hey, Throw me in the real way.
4: Open that hand. <clears throat> Open it.
5: I want to write my sentence.
4: Mr. Bass, you are a grown man, and you're forcing me to take measures I have never taken with my pupils before. <laughs> Now, turn to your seat. Yes, ma'am. Can I tell you something before I go? What is it? I love you. <laughs>
2: so, are are you going to tell us you fell in love with your teacher? Is that part no, of the story? No, that's,
3: uh, I had kind of a uh, uh, well, it. it it didn't really affect me that much. It didn't really hurt because you know my ha- I put all my chi in my hand, and she—I made my hand like a little rock. And when she hit my hand, it broke her ruler. My hand was harder than her ruler. It, wow! And rulers were made of real wood back in the, back yeah. in the day. They weren't this, this composite wood they make now—balsa wood or whatever. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So Ernest he uh, he fell in love with Helen Crump after she hit him and. They had figured out on the show. Andy and Barney uh, figured out that uh, that was because she became like a mother figure to him, and so he he fell in love with her immediately. And uh, Andy and Barney were able to uh, explain what had happened to Ernest and get him to figure to understand what had happened to him and and get him to um, uh, uh, lay off of this this love being in love with, with uh, Miss Miss Crump. So, uh, so my story is, yeah, I got hit in the hand in the second grade by my teacher, Miss Jackson, and she actually broke her ruler over my hand. And the reason I got hit was for not being necessarily disruptive, but just excessively talking. So, I have learned that that, that uh, I learned uh, not to talk excessively. So I haven't been talking much here on the show, but I'm I'm I've been working at it and getting better at that. But everything that happens to us, I guess, or or most things, uh, can, uh, have some kind of effect on us, and, um, and we, we, well, we saw what happened to Ernest, and in my case, I, I probably learned to be quieter. It didn't have a great effect on me, but, uh, but that's that's part of my story. Part of my
2: story. It is now. I would say, you know, we've known each other for a while now. I would never use the words "excessively talking" <laughs> in any description of you. I, I don't think. I, knew, I don't. I, I don't I think knew. those would be the tops of the choice. Oh we'll yeah, well,
3: second grade. Yeah, yeah that's oh, true. That that's long true. Time ago. It, it does impact long, us. Long time
2: ago. It Does impact us. Well, Rodney, we actually have time for your clip if you'd like to go ahead and set it up and.
0: All righty, let's squeeze it in here. We can try. All right. So I was struggling to come up with clips or what I was even going to talk about, what was going on, and I was praying, and we were hunting this past weekend and trying to figure things out, and all of a sudden, fast times at Ridgemont High came into my mind. I'm like, what is the meaning of this? And I the more I started thinking, it's like, oh, degenerate teenager, which is kind of redundant, isn't it? But (laughs) that's where I kind of went in my head. It was like, oh, those teenage years in high school where you just, your story was all about you. It was all about, well, how am I going to impress the girl? How am I going to impress the guys? You know, whether it was hanging out with the jocks or hanging out with the smart kids or the cool kids or, you know, even the, the kids that were, you know, we, I went to a small school, so, you know, the non-athletes, they didn't, they weren't in clubs. Some of them were really smart, but it was just, you know, you had different factions of kids, and it was all about that versus anything else and just here for this clip in fast times at Ridgemont High, I'm like, where would I identify where would I pull something out and I can talk in the end why I kind of identify a little bit with this clip, but this is Spicoli and he's a, you know, druggy, alcohol, you know, he's just a big partying dude in high school. You can kind of hear him say dude in the uh, clip here. This is his, he's in history class and Mr. Hand is the teacher and Mr. Hand runs a pretty tight ship. And in the previous day, you saw a portion of the movie where Spicoli doesn't show up and he's talking about truancy and why you guys are, you kids are always ruining my time because it's my class and my time and what they're doing about him. Because So for Mr. Hand, it was all about him. And Spicoli figures out, well, there's something a little bit different with this picture of time And then at the end, Mr. Hand comes in and straightens about. And the very first pause you see in this clip is actually Mr. Hand realizing that Spicoli's actually in class today, which is, you know, a shock. Go ahead and play it. Now,
5: in 1898, Spain owned Cuba outright. Think about it. Cuba owned by a disorganized parliament over 4,000 miles away. Cubans were in a constant Cubans were in a constant state of revolt. In 1904, the United States decided to throw a little weight around and, uh... Who is it?
1: Mr. Pizza Guy. Again? Mr. Pizza Guy,
2: sir. Pour the double cheese and sausage. Right here, dude.
5: Here, dude. hallucinating here. Just what do you think you're doing? Learning about Cuba. Having some food. Mr. Spicoli, you're on dangerous ground here. You're causing a major disturbance on my time. I've been thinking about this, Mr. Hand. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? We certainly there's nothing wrong with a little feast on our time. You're absolutely right, Mr. Spicoli. It is our time. Yours, mine, and everyone else's in this room. But it is my class. Hamilton, Brandt, Cornfell, up front. Mr. Spicoli has been kind enough to bring us a snack. And be my guest. Help yourselves. Get a good one.
0: Much like Spicoli, I could always rationalize anything into what it meant to me, what I'm supposed to be doing in this moment, and why I am right it was always easy for me to rationalize those kinds of things into my story where I was trying to either be, you know, the jock, the kid who could win the girl or the kid who could, you know, be the you know, butt of jokes and be able to say things and be able to just roll off the tongue with all kinds of quips. Right. You just wanted to be known. You wanted to be in the main subject of the story. And when you're finally, you know, you break free and you're like free from all that and you're, relying on Christ. It's just, you look back on those times and instead of just feeling the dread that I used to feel those high school days and trying to relive them, relive them, you can finally let go of them and actually say, okay, well, I'm just going to go forward with you, Lord. And it completely flips the script on everything you're doing.
2: Thank you, Rodney. We got plenty more coming up, but go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming boot camp the weekend before Thanksgiving in November. We'll talk to you after the break.
3: What we have at our boot camp is something that makes you stronger and it gives you the strength to go on your regular walk with God. It's something that will make you be bigger than you were when you got there.
0: How things been going since last boot camp? Doing good, growing. I've got growing pains. I came up here as a little boy, falling down, getting up. And now I'm a cowboy ranger going into adolescenthood. It's a pleasure to be here.
4: So you're speaking about Cowboy Rangers. Is that one of the talks that really came alive to you this weekend? Yep. I don't want to grow up real fast. I had to do that a long time ago. I'm just taking
0: baby steps along this journey, and I can't think of any place or a group of guys I'd rather be with because you are appointed and accountable for me to learn and listen, and I got a notebook full of good tools that's going to help me grow.
1: Register today at MasculineJourney.org.
2: Welcome back to Masculine Journey, and that is Blessed Assurance. If you didn't grow up in a a church, you might not have heard that song before, but I promise you, if you grew up in a church, gosh, during the 70s anyway, you you definitely have heard that song at some point, because I know it was played a lot. But uh, when we were talking about this topic of story... This is a song. It just kept coming to me because it was beat into my head <laughs> in the 70s as a teenager listening to it in church, you know, that uh, it was one of them we sang pretty frequently.
1: And back then we called them hymns. We did. songs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, well, it called itself a song, by the way, Jim. Yeah, it doesn't say this story. is my story. This is my hymn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thank you, Rob.
0: It would have if it hadn't been a new group singing
2: it. No, you're right, oh, I'm sorry. It's not from the 1800s, Jim. We're okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> But thank you. Uh, but yes,
1: go ahead, Robbie. What's your name, Crosby? Um, still? Stills, Nash. No, and later no, young. no, no, no. I can't think of the girl's lady's name that wrote that song. She was Black. Fanny. Fanny Crosby, yeah.
2: How could you not think of they that? They wrote that song?
1: Pardon me? They wrote that song? Yeah, Fanny, the Crosby still is. <laughs> it's Fanny Crosby,
2: yeah. Oh, I did not.
1: That's know my that. grandmother's name, Fanny. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fanny Bacon. <laughs> You're I kidding. can't help it. It's just her name. All right, go ahead. Seems like it'd be ham. It's part of my story. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> <laughs> it turned out yeah. just ended up
2: as ham. This <laughs> has sounded like an after hours. Oh, anyway, <laughs> if you've never heard of an after hours program, that's what you're missing. <laughs> as, we, as we talk about other stuff, but we are continuing the topic of story and the importance of story and the importance of your story, which we're going to dig into more and more, you know, throughout this uh, this part of the the segment and into after hours, but. Robbie, that kind of tees up your clip if you want to tell us a little bit about <laughs> yeah. it and kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, this was this was kind of what teed up the whole topic for me was um, Wild at Heart um, has just gotten this whole new initiative that, that it's called fires, what as Rodney points out, are campfires actually, that guys are doing across the country, which are essentially bands of brothers getting together and meeting around a campfire. And with ground rules that you can't teach can't preach it's essentially about your story and sharing your story with the other men there in in a safe place and of course you know when they introduced the subject you know if you're you're like me hopefully you're not but you're just like oh yeah yeah this is the latest thing here you are unique maybe even very unique (laughs) yeah there you go yeah so i was just like yeah 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 here's another big initiative i was listening to this podcast and totally unengaged until I heard this story. And then, oh, it hooked me. And so I'm just going to let this, it speaks for itself. This was a story about this guy's campfires.
4: We had a guy named Joe, typical man who, who made a mistake and uh, had an affair with his wife. And Joe, you know, typical response by, by religi- the religious leaders in his life. They booted him out of his church he had nowhere to go. Those ones he called friends no longer answered the phone, and experienced some devastating church hurt. Nowhere to go. But down the road there was a barn, and down that road in that barn were a couple guys that said, "Come on in. We're not going to leave you. We're not going to. We're not going to boot you out of the religious setting that you were in. Here's an invitation and a permission given to show up. We'll get around you." We'll get on your shoulders. Well, you can sit on our shoulders. We're going to wrap you up in a hug, and and we're going to believe that God's going to come for you, and we're not going anywhere. And uh, we lit the fire, and he'd come, and he'd listen uh, the first month. And the second month, he'd listen. And then about the seventh month, someone called him out and said, hey, we haven't heard from you in about six months. I'd love to know a little bit more about you. And it broke open, and he opened his heart said, I'm hurting, and Jay mentioned it before, I'm alone, and I don't have anywhere to go, because all my religious support has, has now rejected me out of the out of the structure and the system, and uh, we were able to, to meet Joe, we were able to wrap our arms around him, we were able to pray for him, we were able to support him, but more importantly, we were able to have an environment where he could come, and he felt safe enough to share, and safe enough to be heard and seen, where he could start to find healing for his heart now long story made short joe started seeing a counselor And you know, a lot of us in that barn were there because we've seen counselors we've experienced trauma we've been hurting in the same similar way that joe had and they got to hear joe got to hear our stories first mm-hmm. and in that exchange uh, joe's doing to bring it up full speed to today three years later joe's joe's one of uh, behind the scenes leaders Joe is a Joe's a guy that will show up for anybody and he's he's happily remarried happily um, his structures in place to support him he's found fruit um, in in the areas of life where he was damaged the most and it all started because he came and sat and listened to other guys stories and found hope where he was hopeless
1: yeah so I want to clarify that he he met these guys in a barn.
2: Yeah, he needs to enunciate that word a little he bit
1: yeah. Sound like you met him in a bar. No, it's a barn where they have their fires there in Idaho. That's a little backstory on that. But those guys at that barn, what they were doing, and literally, they do a campfire, right? And, and there, you know, we always have a campfire the first night of boot camp, but but, but we have expanded this idea because as, as Jim and I were talking about it, Big Jim and I, at dinner tonight, that many of us travel quite a ways to get here to meet together because we desperately need that safe place where we can tell our story what we really are struggling with, you know, where we really are with our kids or where we are in our marriage or where we are with a friend or where we are at church, right? Where it's completely safe and you know that you know that these people will wrap their arms around you, they will pray for you, they will hug you, even when you've been despicable me. And and that often <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately it's just is is the case but it is a band of brothers and and yours and you know i can't tell you the times that somebody else's story has ignited hope in my own story and and the power of that so you know we're expanding on this believe it or not uh sam we are got two initiatives coming up yeah,
2: we do we have a couple of them you want to tell us about both of those because you're involved with both of them
1: yeah i am so it uh the second Tuesday of every month. Wednesday. We have, excuse me. Wednesday. Thank you. Yeah. That's why I got you guys here to back me up. Yeah. <laughs> the That's second, why we need a band of brothers. That is why I need a band of brothers. The second Wednesday of every month uh, will be at West Ashborough Baptist Church, beautiful, neat church, which is actually where I attend. But we have a, a place right outside um, the church in the woods where we're going to have a fire out there. It starts at 630 at West Asheboro Baptist Church there in Asheboro. And again, the ground rules are this thing, is there is no preaching, there is no teaching, there is just guys sharing and story, and nobody's allowed to listen to your story and say, well, you need, to, what you're allowed to say is wow, or you're allowed to say, you know, clarify this for me, but the, there is there is no judgment, and, and it it's gonna be an environment where guys who hopefully find that, Brotherhood that that we feel like is so necessary. So that's the second Wednesday of every month at six thirty. The third Wednesday of every month is actually going to be in my neighborhood, which is in Stokesdale, North Carolina, right on Blue's Creek Lake. So it's at Blue's Landing, and, and this has got a really neat um, little place where we can have a campfire right there on the lake, so to say, so you can see the sunset over Blue's Creek Lake. It's absolutely beautiful and, and very you know kind of back in the woods uh, there. And, again, if you go to um, the Wild at Heart website for fires, you're going to find both of those listed, the addresses, all that. Or if you just get up with me, our Dilmore at you know, MasculineJourney.org. And, and Robbie. Or Robbie yeah. at MasculineJourney.org. Robbie, so,
2: yeah, it's his first name.
1: Yeah. And I'll be happy to tell you all about what we're doing or how we're doing it. And, again, we, we just believe that you know what God has done for us through these stories, and being able to share a story, and being able to have a band of brothers, you know, we want everybody that feels like this would be something that they want to do it, and there is a fire involved. So yeah,
2: uh, the other thing I would say is, if you're in an area listening to us that's not covered by Ashborough or Stokesdale, you're like, I have no idea where those are. Um, reach out to us if you're looking for a place where a fire might be happening, and we might be able to help you locate one as well. You know, there are some resources we have available that we can look that up and see if there's anything in your area. We are looking at other areas here in Central North Carolina uh, to be doing some stuff, maybe Kernersville, potentially Moxville, King, um, just uh, Boone. Potentially, might be some other areas. So we're looking at potentially having some others coming up in the near future that we'll be announcing.
1: Yeah, and that'll, that'll be every week, and again, I mean, excuse me, every month, yeah. once a month. You know, so you two can have uh, that community and. Yes, we will, you know, end up with the kind of shenanigans that we have here. You know, like oh, yeah. it, it, you can tell that they're brothers and they love each other. And that's, you know, part of what goes on.
0: little so. warning. Be careful with the fire in Asheboro. Apparently they've had bad experience before.
2: Uh, I have no idea of what you were. That would be me. Asheboro. Oh. oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, Keith's expression
2: uh, says it all. <laughs> I know this is not video, but just imagine the expression, and that's it. Yeah, you can. That's probably the same one you're making right now.
0: He's still shaking his
2: head. No.
1: Yeah, yeah. As we all are, are. That was originally just burrowing in the ashes. You know, that was yeah. what the whole deal was, right? So,
2: so the power of story. The question becomes: If if story's not that important, why did Jesus opt to teach in stories? Right, because that's what he did. He taught in parables, which are stories. Right. Just like a hymn is a word for a song, a parable <laughs> is a word for a story. Right, but a story with meaning, right? It has something to it. That's right. right? And so that and when you talk to friends, what do you want to hear about? You are wanting to hear about the story. if you haven't talked to a friend, you know, since last week, what's the first thing you're gonna probably ask him? How's your week been? How was your weekend? What'd you do? In other words, what's the story? Our whole life revolves around about learning stories. Right, and this is just another one where this is a, a, an area to have a safe space where you can share things about your story that you can't share with anyone else.
1: Right. It's it's just hard in a Sunday school setting. Oh yeah. To, to you know share the stuff that you really struggle with, but yeah. wouldn't you really like somebody to talk to about that, and would you love somebody to listen?
2: Yeah, I I, I can't imagine it some of the churches I've attended, right, that I've been a part of, <laughs> had I mentioned that I'd struggled with pornography or something, whether I'd be invited back, right. right, or I'd be ostracized out of the group, you know, and talking about, you know, the person in the the clip you played that, you know, they were kicked out of the church, you know, I go back to, you know, Jesus saying, you know, who hasn't sinned Cassifer Stone, right, did they forget that story, you know, <laughs> but we tend to forget that story, and, and that's a, the shame, Christians do end up a lot of times being mean on their, their own people. And that's not what this is about. This is about giving you a safe space that you can talk about your story and you can spend some time and, and let God heal your heart. Right. I'm looking forward to it. I, I,
1: I know the fruit that he's talking about there and, and can hardly wait to see what God's going to do with
2: it. Well, coming up next, we're going to have the After Hours, which will be playing at your podcast location near you. Go to masculinejourney.org for boot camp registration. Talk with you next week.
0: This is the Truth Network.